0: Swamiji, on the spiritual path, how important is physical health, good physical health?
1: Well, it's certainly our duty to keep our health sound, because when you've got a healthy body your mind can be clear, it's easier to meditate. It's also a fact that many saints have had to go through lots of ill health. It doesn't prevent them from finding God. It's just a test that they have to go through. But at least our part of it should be to at least do our duty by our body, not to make a god of it, not to do everything that you can to make your body well. I met a cynic in India just a few weeks ago, and I was staggering. After all, I'm 86, and I'm not altogether firm on my pins. And uh, he looked at me contemptuously. He said, But you're a yogi. Well, okay, but I'm just not going to waste my energy thinking about this body when I have to dump it anyway. I'd rather think about God, and so I think that we should do our duty by our body and then forget it.
2: Throw the dog a bone, as Sri Teshwar says. Yes, said.
1: yes.
0: Did Yogananda speak about health? Did he give? Record?
1: He did a great deal. He he emphasized that we are a threefold being: body mind and soul. And uh, we need to develop all three. And so he emphasized energization exercises, for example, to keep the body fit. He recommended that people do the yoga postures. And in fact, he had me demonstrate the yoga postures in front of guests when he had them. It was interesting because what happened was I wasn't very, I've always been a bit one-sided. I have not I admit it freely, not given enough energy to my body. But uh, um, I I couldn't do them very well. But one time he had Swami Premananda come from Washington, and in his presence he had us demonstrate the yoga postures. And suddenly in his presence I found I could do them all perfectly. Mm -hmm. And from then on, in fact, I was the one selected to demonstrate them. And really a bit of a fraud because, (laughs) and he had me also demonstrate them for guests and so on. And years later, when I was teaching yoga, I realized that people would be wanting both signs. And so I taught the yoga postures, but I wasn't satisfied with just the physical aspect. And so I developed a system, which we now call Ananda Yoga, using the yoga postures and having affirmations with them to show how different physical positions help to awaken and develop certain attitudes mentally, too. For example, a straight spine is going to make you much more likely to be vigorous and positive than a bent spine. When I see that that a picture of that statue of Rodin's of the thinker, I think the man must have a belly ache. <laughs> He's not thinking. You don't think in that position, and so, um, unless it's about your belly, <laughs> and so the thing is that um, he did give emphasis to it, perhaps more than I do, and I have to have to say that that's his teaching. It's been a little weaker on my side.
0: But Swami, was that a teaching more uh, oriented to a general public or something?
1: No, he he just emphasized it, period. Uh
0: So with you disciples, he would speak of it also? Did he guide you more specifically?
1: Less so. He was talking about, but I remember one time I was, uh, I didn't eat supper because I wanted to have a free stomach to meditate. And uh, one time I was at at his uh, retreat and I didn't eat, and he said, you didn't eat supper today. And I said, no, sir, he said, you should. And I said, well, I'd like to meditate, and I like to meditate on an empty stomach. He said, but it's all right now, you're young, but as you get older, if you don't have your three meals a day, at least a little bit, little bit of salad, little protein, he said, your body will suffer. It'll be harder to meditate. So he was quite serious. I tried to jolly him out of that. Mm-hmm. He was quite serious with me, mm-hmm. and didn't didn't budge an inch. So he did emphasize both sides. Swami, do
0: you think he was speaking specifically to you? Or I do. A, but,
1: uh, I do, but whether it was talking to others, I don't know.
2: Yogananda was a very good cook, and yes.
1: Uh, so am I a pretty good cook? <laughs> Yes, he was a good cook, but that—that that was the least of his accomplishments. But
2: he talked a lot about nutrition, also.
1: He did, he did. However, in the lessons, the sections on diet and so on, most of those, those are taken from another from a book, not from him.
0: From a, you mean from a book? Some, some other teacher? Yes, or from yes, some, oh, interesting.
1: yes. Hmm. He didn't go into it to that extent.
0: Swamiji,
2: what would Yogananda do if someone were diagnosed with a serious disease? What would he say about their
1: You can't predict what he would do. You just can't predict. He was different every time. I never saw him look the same. I couldn't. Some, I had to look at a photograph to remember what he looked like because he was always reflecting the situation at hand. So what would he do? I simply can't say. But uh, um, he would urge people to be healthy and try to do the right things. And he, he would tell people to go to doctors. He wanted to follow what was accepted in society. But I think he knew perfectly well that someday people are going to look at medical sciences. They look on which doctors today. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know everything about the body. However, I have to admit, also in my case, that without medical science, which I don't believe in, I would have been dead long ago. Mm -hmm. So I have to give it its due. And he gave it its due. I remember one time um, somebody was uh, suffering from something or other, and the doctor came and he healed him. And Yogananda laughed. He said, doctors claim the credit when God heals. (laughs) <laughs> and he, he loved that expression, the, uh, pay, the how does it, the, the operation was success, but the patient died on the operating table. <laughs>
2: what about, uh, what can we do if we have a disease? Can we... Fight the consciousness of that? He
1: said, Don't be fanatical. Yes, you have to fight the consciousness. Never accept the thought, I am ill. Just say, This body is ill. Never accept this, that this body is tired. That you are tired. Say, This body is tired. Never accept that you have sinned. Say, This body has sinned. This mind has sinned. I am not a sinner. I have made a mistake. That's all. Always affirm your inner perfection as a child of God, and finally you will come out of that. So how much you need to depend on the doctors, that depends on you. Some people he would say to do certain things and they'd get out of it. Other people he'd tell them go to the doctor and so on, but uh, it depended on the individual case.
2: Did he work with affirmations?
1: He had... uh, scientific affirmations, scientific healing affirmations, and he very strongly talked about that. You can think yourself into, he- into wellness, and I have found that to be true many times. Sometimes I get, find a cold coming on, and I, I say, I haven't time for this. Get out! And it humbly gets out. <laughs> so you don't have to be ill. Sometimes illness is sort of a luxury that you allow yourself. But I know I was in the ICU unit in in uh, um, Pune in India recently, the intensive care unit, and they had all sorts of wires and different things. They did a whole dialysis with me. And nurses and doctors would come in and say, well, how are you with this great concern in their voice? i say, just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling bliss. It didn't matter to me what they did. So if they have to do something to your body, I know Vera Brown, Sister Mira, she had lots of trouble. They had to cut out one piece after another of her body. And one time under anesthesia, she was saying, take it away piece by piece. I don't care. (laughs) So just don't identify yourself with your body.
2: Did Yogananda have uh, affirmations for psychological healing? As
1: well? Also for psychological healing. And he, he, um, he never would let people say, He said, I suffer when I see you have moods, because then I see Satan has a hold of you. Don't let moods come. Change your level of consciousness. Your moods just depend on where your level of consciousness is. Put your mind very strongly here, the mood will disappear. And uh, when you feel depressed, when you, you may have to go to a psychiatrist, you may have to go through all that, but try to do it yourself. I remember one time him saying, "And just when I get a little bit out of things, I find people going to doctors again. Mm. But uh, he, he was lamenting that. He didn't, didn't approve of it. He, he believed that we should, with our men, mind, mental power, make ourselves well. And I found that was true.
0: Swami, does it strike you that people were healthier at that time in the I 40s so. and 50s than they are now?
1: I think so. I've had nothing but trouble with my body. I've had to have my heart operated on, my hips operated on. But I take that as karma and just working on karma. I don't think I could have changed that. When I was walking, you'd see me walk. They had to replace two inches of bone in my thigh. When they operated on my hips. But uh, I don't think that was a mental thing. I think it was just karma. It's very intricate and very intertwined. I, I don't know all the answers.
2: But it's safe to say that uh, if we feel that everything is coming from God and keep our mind... Focused
1: That's how there. I did it. So I never accepted that I had this pain and I don't accept it now.
2: What role does diet have to play in
1: health? We should give up, one thing we should give up is eating meat. They're beginning to find that meat-eating is the uh, one of the main causes for people dying young. Pink slime, awful! But it's becoming more and more in the headlines now. That hamburger and any meat that has any red meat, pigs and cows and veal, don't eat them. They're bad for you. Master said he went into uh, slaughterhouses and saw them scoop the cancers out of cows before they sold that meat. It is the cause of much cancer. But uh, fish and chicken and lamb, not so bad. But if you can give up meat eating altogether, all the better. I know that now anybody living in our communities, I'm sure they all would think of meat eating as something repulsive. Why do you want to eat meat? This is, There's something wrong with it. Vegetables, yes, you have to kill vegetables even to eat them, but it's almost, I think, a, their spiritual offering to be eaten in order to help life. So I think this is good. A tiger doesn't commit sin, though, in killing. That's its nature. It's not our nature.